Coso to another episode with Coffee with Clavi and his co-host Muchi Hari. Oh no, watashi wa ano chisai Hari nezumi desu yo ne. Ano kogi zukuru koto ga mecha juzu da yo ne. Yes, this is my secretary or one of my secretaries, Muchi Hari. Yes, he, you will see he is in the pictures with coffee. He had to be in the pictures. There, there was no negotiating that. So, if you're looking to get your own mochi hari, as some people have requested of me, he was found. <laughs> he was, he was acquired at round one as a prize by someone known as Big Tex. Yes, Big Tex knows who he is. Um, maybe you guys don't, but. He is a, a person that I know. He is um, big and from Texas. Yes, I know. Also known as meat in um, his industry. Which industry is that? You'll never know. Maybe if you pay attention, you'll find out. Also, I did marry him. So there's that too. Uh, yes, I am an officiant or a fiction, whatever the word is, I can do weddings. So yeah, you, um, if you need a coffee-themed wedding with coffee and all that fun, well, you'll know where to find me. So this first coffee today is brought to you by the espresso machine in my parents' kitchen. Yes, yes. Vienna something. We've had it for many moons. Ah, which reminds me of one of my topics for today. Not the original topic I was thinking of, but an extra topic. Time. What is time? What is age? Yes, today is my birthday. This will not be put out on my birthday, but after my birthday. But, right, What what is time? Right, when I was younger, or in college, or even a kid, I always thought, like, what if aliens came? What if they had, like, a different thing for time, right? If they had this, like, just different metric for how they measure time, right? We have a 24-hour system. We have a metric system, you know, for tens and stuff. But what if this race of theological, no, theoretical aliens, they could be theologians, though you know, measure time in, you know, their their equivalent of a week was five days for whatever reason, right? Seven days, like, is there really any reason why is seven days with 12 months? Besides, you know, it's the, the system we use. I was, just, I was thinking that the other day, like, walking, like, if we go back, let's say, 300 years, like, what would people say? Would they use calendars like we do now, or would they do more of like the seasonal thing, right? And the moon, right? Because that's something we can, you know, definitively measure and see, okay, the moon is gone through a full cycle of its phases. Okay, it's been, okay, a cycle of the moon, right? Because there's nothing really else that we can use in the sky to measure time. You could use for time like the sun, right? And then accounting for the, you know, different um, phases of the year and then you would naturally you know have less time out in the winter more time out in the summer but you would you would know that because right you know you're just like all right summer we have more time to be on the fields 
And daylight savings, right? That's like fake. It's 100% fake because it's like, yeah, we just decided collectively to be like, oh, by the way, we just go back or forward an hour. See, and this was as a kid, was, which this, this is what made me think time is not real. Because like, if we can just all decide, oh, like the time is now an hour less. Well, what if we just all decided time doesn't exist? I know, I know. The world just couldn't, we couldn't function as a, like a society, a civilization, right? Because then like flights, trains, and there, there was a time when this was a problem. They had to actually standardize all the, the clocks like in like the East Coast time. I remember reading that or something in history class where, right, all the trains and stuff were like off because like the time in like Rochester was different from New York City or something like that where it's like it would be off by minutes because they would use the, you know, the astrology stuff to figure out the times. And that's how time zones work, right, where we have to just say, okay, the time here is this time. So, a little reminder, time isn't real, or rather, it's a construct, something we as humans have made to make life easier. To put it in a different way, let's say we were monks living in Japan. Maybe I'll do this one day, maybe I won't. Maybe in Africa, I don't know. Who knows? But anyways, if we were all living on this monastery... We wouldn't really think of time in the same way. You, you, know, you would get up at your like crack of dawn, like, right? That's like five or six, then meditate to like midday, like literally like midday, and the the sun is in the air. Then you would have the rest of it. Yeah, that's an interesting concept too. To think that there was a time when like, everything you did was kind of based on like where the sun was. Be like, oh, look, okay, the sun's like there, so it's like the day's half done. Whereas now we're all like looking at our phones like, oh, it's this time. Or like, you know. Where was I going with this? Oh, yes, yes. So then, right, if we think of time, this then introduces like things like age, things like being early or late. And how we relate to that construct of time and what kind of stresses or non-stressors it can cause. So let's say... Right, we didn't measure age like we do now. We just didn't really keep track of it. My my feeling is that like in the past it really wasn't something people kept particular track of. Like they would you know like roughly how old you are. It just doesn't seem logical that right, if there wasn't the same technology that we have now, that like five hundred year, years ago you would say, Oh, I'm this old, or even keep track of like birthdays. Right? Because Jesus' birthday is like not real, it's like some other pagan holiday or something like that. And like, you know, like, who would keep track, right? We have we have this information to, at, at our disposal now because we're born in hospitals. Everything is documented and billed accordingly as modern society works. So, right, we are very aware of when we're born. We celebrate birthdays. I am celebrating my birthday. But it just makes me think things like time. How How real are they and everything about that, right? Like... Does it really matter how old you are? Like, you're like, I am I am 20 revolutions around the earth or I've been around for like 256 passings of the, the moon. Which would be an interesting way if that's how we like age, we like describe our age. You say like, I am many, many moons old. 
which is essentially the same, just, you know, how you describe it. So that was my kind of thought that I put us on a big tangent. Yes, yes, this will be the format sometimes. But what was the bigger topic? What, what was that idea today? Well, it was that there's infinite possibilities in every moment. <laughs> like, Clavi, that's too much. That sounds like the multiverse of madness. Yes, and that's where I originally got this idea from. Because, because of this movie... I was thinking, well, let's say, you know, for, for a second we believe, okay, or accept this idea that there are multiverses. Because at any moment you have, like, infinite choices you can make. So, right, if there was an alternate parallel world, you did a different choice. So, right, instead of drinking coffee, now I drank tea, and then that led to something else, you know, butterfly effect, and all of a sudden, like, next thing you know, I have, like, a family in Japan that I don't even know about, or, you know, something like that. So I was thinking the other day, well, Clavi, what is, what is one thing that would be consistent for you if, let's say, you had other versions of yourself across all these universes? And I thought, well, well, Clavi, probably language. So in this life, I studied Japanese. I could see myself studying, like, one of, right, any of the languages, right? It could have been an interest from whatever... As a kid, I watched a lot of the you know, cartoons, the anime. I read the mangas or the comics. And that brought me to Japan. It's definitely equally likewise that in a different world, I could have been drawn to India, China, Europe, maybe some sort of African language or like maybe Spanish, right? There's so many languages out there and so many cultures and each one is unique. And you're like, well, Clavi, th th yes, this this is it's obviously true, Clavi. Like, what, what's your point? Well, 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 well. Because then you take this, uh, this concept a step further. You think, well, right now I could literally be doing anything. You could be doing anything any day. You could be eating anything. You could be listening to any music. You could be watching any show. You could be you know, walking down any street, you could be walking in any park, you could be talking with any person, you can be messaging any friend, right? There's almost infinite possibilities of things you could do for just basic humanness, right? Eating, right? There's so many things. Socializing. There's so many people out there. Sure, you, you do have your friends, your best friends, your, your partners, your family, and it's cool that we do have friends. But I think the concept that while we may have very good friends right in here and now, there are probably a lot of best friend, potential best friends that we could have out there. Same thing with uh, romantic partners. I don't believe in soulmates. Uh, I believe really in compat compatibility percents. And that right, you and someone are, right, some percent compatible. And sure, you may have found like an 80% match. And that might be good enough for you to say, okay, you know what? I am good. I will, I will go with this person. 
or you might need a 60% or 90% or, you know, you could try and find that 99%, but most likely you will not because there's a billion odd or billions of people on the earth. And those 99%, they may not even speak your language. They may be in rural China or, you know, in Darwin in Australia. You'll never meet this person. Same thing with like best friends or friends or people in the world that you may never, just never come into contact with this person. So you have to just make do with who you do meet. And it's like, where, where, where did this idea come from, Clavi? And part of it came from when I was a kid. Somehow, I, I forget how it came up, but it was like, I'm in high school. And the idea of, you know, you're born like as an Olympian, right? Obviously, if you are competing at the Olympic level, you're born with a genetic disposition to being better at that sport. Simply put, right, you have the genes to physically do that sport better than everyone else, right? You look at gymnasts, there's just a certain build, right? You don't see, like, 6'5 gymnasts. It's just, that just doesn't work. Swimmers, though, like Michael Phelps, you just look at his arm span, you look how tall he is, you look at his, how his body's proportioned, right? He was literally built for swimming. So you think, well, what if, what if you were just, you just never discover what that natural disposition is? Hmm then you'll never be that Olympian or maybe you'll never find that hobby. So a similar idea where it's like, there's just so many possibilities in life that you have to be happy and appreciative of the ones that you do have. And right, you, you don't have to stick with whatever one or, or whatever partner or whatever music. More acknowledging that, right, there are these infinite possibilities of things that can be part of your life and you can only have so many, right? Like I, we can only live so much, right? We are, lifespans are, I don't want to say predetermined, but there is a set number of minutes that we will live, right? Let's, you know, we take a snapshot right now. You don't know when you'll die, but you could approximate from now. So, right, right. For me, goodish case, I have like maybe 60, 70 more years, of, you know, being around on Earth. Couldn't tell you exactly, but bigger picture, that time is in fact like a finite number. The amount of times we meet people is finite. The amount of times we do things with people is finite. One of my favorite quotes, which kind of brings me to my opening today, which I may do again. I may do like little toony tunes with my villain. And uh, Mochihari may join sometimes, maybe other not times. And that could be something. So that will be tabled for now. All right, bring it back to this idea of like, right, appreciating the world as it is, what you have, what you're learning from it, right? Everything you do will teach you something. Everything you do will bring happiness in some way and as you get older you'll just have fun like you say oh you know what it's kind of the process of becoming an older human you get a different understanding of how things work i think for me that's been a a shift and not, it's like clavi how how the hell is supply to coffee oh well it's actually very relevant so 
right, we've talked about before expectation. So we can just appreciate whatever coffee we have, right? There's, okay, let's say all together is like a thousand odd coffees on earth right now that I could try or different brands or varietals or things that I, I could physically be able to acquire, whether it's through like buying physically like near me from a store, ordering online or getting as a gift, right? That number of coffees is in fact like, there is, there is a number, that number can be calculated. We won't know it, but if there was an omnipotent being, that being could probably say, okay, you have this many. So I know I would have like, let's say 15 to 20 coffees that I have right now. I, I know that sounds like a crap ton of coffee. I do have a lot of coffees for trying. So appreciating whatever coffee that is and you know if it's one that i really like okay just enjoy until it's done and then if i can get more great if not move on to a different one and the same for you also you can apply this to like other consumables whiskey another good one or any alcohol if you're into vodka or wines same exact idea that you can enjoy what the world has to offer you right that in 10 years the types of coffee, the types of wines may be very different. They could taste very different because they are, they're growing year to year, their crops. They could, in fact, be you know, very different year to year. So kind of the idea of infinite possibilities. Yeah, that was, that was inspired by the Doctor Strange. Kind of an interesting idea that we could have a different version of ourselves, you know, just come to us or, you know, or dreams or, you know, us in a different universe. I don't know. In terms of coffee, I'm trying to think if there's any any new things I can educate you on today. Nothing new at Starbucks, not just the usual kind of kind of thing. Customers have been pretty good. Although I feel like I'm noticing a trend in that the clients that come to our or not our or the Starbucks that I work at the Amityville Starbucks, I think fall in groups of people or types of customers is a better way to say it, that are just not easy to satisfy. I honestly believe that may be part of the reason why the customer connection score at our store is low compared to every other store in the district. I was thinking about this because, right, thinking about, right, how can we make our job better? Or you know, I just be more human. How can we get more of those experiences with people? And I mean, it's basically easy. You you know, everyone is human, right? We can talk with anyone. We can make an honest effort to, you know, quote connect or you know, have a, a moment with this person. And then I'm thinking, just observing, right? All my shit, you know, every time I work, every time I see people work, observe what I see in other Starbucks, what the vibes are, and honestly, yeah, it, it does seem like that there may be part of the facts here that, right, just because of how Amityville is, right, it, it is a gentrified area, and where the Starbucks is, used to be trailer parks has been, you know, 
renovated, not renovated, I guess, developed into a, an apartment complex with some shops and stuff. And right. If you do go down the 110, you will see like kind of like a trailer park kind of area. There are kind of trailer parks on the side streets. I've checked that when I've, when I've um, had some free time, I've walked around just to get the a vibe of the place. So that's interesting, right? So you're getting like customers who are right. Part of this, like gentrified areas, people who have like funds to spend on Starbucks. So, you know, there's this kind of expectation of, you know, service and like, you'll do whatever I want and like, you know, I'm paying you and blah, blah, blah. And then you also have right this maybe uh, poor demographic who is still coming to the place, right? Whether they can afford it or not is not really my concern. Um, and their expectation is, well, I'm paying this, so you're going to do whatever I want, right? Same exact kind of thing. Um, but from people of two very different socioeconomic statuses. And they're both going because they, they want that product of, well, you're going to give me whatever the hell I want, so make the drink fucking right. And it's like interesting, right? That you can get these very similar types of customers in a business, but they're coming from very different places. But because of the way the business is set up, it attracts these customers. So what kind of customers do you want, right? If you're, if you run your own business or you're part of your own business, uh, you're part of a, your own organization, right? Are you attract the wrong kind of customers, right? Cause not all customers are created equal. I know we're, we're taught like, I feel like school teaches us so many things like customers always right. No, that's wrong. The customer is, is right until they're wrong. And you just sort of yes them to death. And if they're just not having it, you just be like, I don't know. Like if just, you just don't deal with this person. Cause they're not, it's not worth dealing with a person or wasting energy on this person who is just unsatisfiable. You know, let them, okay, here, here's for drink, here's free stuff, go away, basically, right? That's kind of the, kind of how the, the mentality I apply, because it's like, what's there to get upset about? This person is trying to get free stuff. Okay, here you go. Here's free stuff. I I don't care. Like, right, it's, oh, we made your thing a venti instead of a grande. Oh, no. Okay, I'll fix that to a grande for you since you seem upset. <laughs> um. But bigger concept here, 80-20 rule of, you know, 80% of your results come from 20% of your, like, inputs. 100% applies to business. I saw this in the card business and, you know, how certain customers are more profitable. Not more profitable, but more of a, a bigger part of the business, right? If, if I'm dealing with a few bigger deals that are mathematically a larger percent of my like sales or, you know, uh, acquisitions versus dealing with, let's say like 20 small customers and, you know, half of them we pay in the ask be like, well, why are you paying? Like, why are you paying more? Because I could, I could send this online and like, yes, you could in fact get maybe more money for this. If you submit it to this company, that is like one of the two big companies, like, uh, it was Star City Games and Channel Fireball. And if you mail it to them, but probably when they get your card, they're going to like, give you less because they're going to say, oh, the condition was like not the mint that you were saying it is. And I'm giving you like that light play price. And you're just like, I want more. It's like, bro, like what, what do you want from me? 
a similar thing with like the coffee sometimes where people are just like they look at you and they're like I don't know it's like, they're like oh, I, like like oh like can I get like more whip yeah sure like cool or like they're just like you know, I don't know it's having a bad day and they're really upset but that's like with anything right you can be in any any business as a human and dealing with people and they just get to be miserable I mean, I'm glad I'm not in a kind of job where, like, I am, like, the de facto expert, like a doctor or a lawyer or some other knowledge-based worker, like a professor. And then someone comes to you and is like, no, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You're wrong. And you're like, I'm I'm the expert. You're just a, a person. It is always funny when someone tries to tell you how to make your drink right. It It, it is kind of comical in that, um, excuse me, sir. This pink drink is not shaken enough. I asked you to shake it. All right, let me shake this drink again for you, miss. No, that's not how it always looks. Um, I want a refund. This this did happen last week. And it's like, you know, one of my coworkers made an effort to try and explain, well, you know, that's the coconut milk and the refresher rate. If you're combining like juice with this coconut, milk, it's just kind of how it comes out. And if you don't have the right exact right proportion that you like then you're just like this looks wrong or like your customer who's like oh uh, i want my coffee to be a light brown be like bro bro if you want your coffee a goddamn certain color you better don't come on in because like how am i supposed to know how am i supposed to read your mind and be like of course you want this brown color like mochihari of course how like let me just make my, because I'm obviously not, there's no way I'm going to ever get it right the first time because I'm going to like make it as I would normally make a coffee. And it's like, this, this, this upsets me. Not like a lot, but it, it's just like, why is Starbucks creating this environment where it's a bit, as a business, you're just like letting people be on, they're just unreasonable. And it's like, you can expect, obviously, a certain amount of unreasonableness in any business, right? That's just how people are. You give people an inch, they'll take 20 miles. Just, like, let's just, boom, let's, let's get these coffees out. Let's just get coffees out, right? Because if you're drinking, right, regular coffee, and, right, you're just getting your coffee. Or if I were to make you a regular coffee for a coffee with clavi, Right, I can make this for you in a couple of minutes. And that's with like a pour over, AeroPress. You know, we're we're making something a little bit nice for you. If I had a pre-made, right, it would you'd have some on the side. I could just give you your coffee and ideally right if I had my own small little setup, if I'll say for like a party or something, right? I could have this coffee pre-made, pour it for you. Right, I can have my spiel of what the coffee is, tell you about it, kind of talk, ask you some questions, get to know you you know, comment on how I like your nails because I notice nails now. I know I'm always hanging out coffees. I need to convert on conversation on something. And honestly, like it, you know, it's kind of a nice thing to, you know, notice about people. Um, like glasses too. If I notice a good pair of glasses, if they're a bad, if, if it's nothing special about the glasses, I don't say nothing. But nails, if I like the color, usually the light blues, I comment because I, I really like how blue looks, you know, because I have blue eyes. If you know me, uh, blue eyes are very important. Um, so if, um, I see blue, I usually, um, if they look good too, if they look chipped now, I don't say nothing either. If, if the nails are chipped, it's an automatic, like that's a no for me, dog. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna forget to comment on those nails cause, um, they're chipped. 
you need to get get on those, miss. Um, other thing, the common dogs. Oh yeah, dogs are like, it's weird how they know. They really do know when the puppuccino is coming, or if like they're in a drive-through and like there's like something because they're just at the window, jumping to get out to like wreak havoc. So that's kind of cool. You know, Doges are um, you know, our friends. We like to make them the puppuccinos. Although I. From a business point of view, I don't really know the point of the puppuccino. I, I get it. You want to, like, get people to, like, come and you want to do something cool for them. However, it is kind of at odds of the the concept of a drive-thru. The, right, the point of a drive-thru is, I mean, in my opinion, right, We you know, because, like, we're getting to the territory of, like, defining things and, like, what things are and what the expectation, how we want things to go. I think a good place to start is a drive-thru. You want it to be as quick, easy, and seamless as possible, right? People are using a drive-thru because they don't want to get out of their car. They don't want to wait too long. They kind of just want to go, make their order at the box. All right, a couple minutes later, they come up at the window, get their thing, maybe chatter a little bit or not. That kind of is up to them, although according to Starbucks... We have to connect with them. And if we don't talk with the customer while they're at the window excessively, even if they don't want to, even if they're on their phone, even if they're with their kids, uh, I have also story about kids in a second. Uh, we have failed our job as baristas. Yeah, so th this is some corporate thing. Um, so that's fun. Um, right? You can't really force connection with people. Right? In service, we can't be like, People aren't really in the mood to talk. Like, I could be like, hey, how's it going? How's your day? Nice this, nice weather. It's my birthday. Or like, oh, it's the 4th of July. Any plans? You know, a small talk like that. But then after that, eh, even if I, you know, you're a waiter, you don't really want to like be too chatty. You know, after you kind of feel the vibes, you can make that call of like, okay, like we will. We'll talk with this person. We will, okay, do our thing. We'll, you know, okay, fine. Or if they're regular, right? That's the point of regular is you're getting to know them. Be like, oh, how are the kids? How are the family? What you doing today? What's up tomorrow? What do you, where's work? Blah, blah, blah. And, right, you build that relationship. But we're just like randos who are just like, I just want my venti coffee and go. Or, you know, like they're a customer who's just like, I want 20 frappuccinos and like 20 sandwiches. And you're like, well, that's cool. Um go away um right right the point of a drive-thru is right kind of catering to just make people's lives easier and like not too long right the ring swing is kind of like defeats the purpose of drive-thru they make it easier to go in a little quicker so that was my little rant on the drive-thru i could probably rant on drive-thru for like an hour to be honest but i'm not here to rant that much today although a funny moment the other day at work was I was like giving this woman like her, I don't know, like one of her things. And then her kids were like, I want a cake pop. I want a cake pop. Hey, mom, what's that guy doing over there? Hey, I'm Johnny. And then she's like, please, please uh, just just ignore them. Ignore them. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> you're just telling me to ignore your kids. Oh, my God. They may have been special needs or not. I honestly couldn't tell. Those were the kind of vibes that the situation was giving me. Um, but, like, either way, it's pretty funny when a parent just, like, 
just ignore them. Ignore them. <laughs> you right? Then I get like her last thing. She like drives away. Like, bye. Bye, mister. <laughs> and yes, being a mister or a sir is kind of weird. Um, or a man. It's it still kind of fre- freaks me out when like I'm just sitting somewhere and a woman to her kid is like, oh, okay, just don't go by the man over there. I, I'm not a man. I'm not that old. I'm not some like 50-year-old guy feeding pigeons in the park. But apparently sometimes maybe that's how I come across. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sitting, sitting in a park and like, okay, just don't bother the man. And they come to me they're, and they, they, they get close and they wave. I'm like, oh, hello. Hello, friend. <laughs> and they're like, hi, mister. <laughs> I know being a mister is kind of weird too. I mean, thankfully, I'm not a woman. Um, I mean that that could go in many directions, right? The whole identity thing, but identify as a male. Um, but right, like if you're a woman, then being miss or missus. Oh, oh, I know people who are who get get their uh, panties in a, a ruffle because of um, you know, that whole kind of difference. Honestly, I don't think it really matters, like, because in Japanese, they just call it, like, you know, Onesan. Onisan is like, you know, oh, hey, big bro, hey, big sis. Uh, or if you say Oni, um, Onisan, Onisan. Uh, yes, but if, um, you could, you could be uncle if you shorten it, same with the aunt as well. I don't know, it's, I forget, but it's like, it definitely, like, you reach a point in Japanese culture where, like, you go from, like, Onesan, which is like older sisters, like Obasa, which is like aunt or like grandma, which is kind of funny. Um, and then we get upset because they're like, I'm not that old. Well, uh, LOL, you're 50. So just deal with it. I mean, I don't care, right? I've, I'm happy to be called whatever, as long as you don't, you know, call me like, you know, stupid something or other. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what I have for you today. Uh, we're, we're, Ooh, we're, we're getting pretty long. So it's a little birthday extra minutes for you. A little fun on this day. So I'll leave you with that. Um, I will say I did experiment the other day with a coffee flight of five coffees was a fun experience. If you're listening to this, you know who you are, you know who you are. It may be coming to a party near you soon or to the next time I hang out with you. This uh, coffee flight experience with the foods and all that kind of goodies and, and nonsense like that. So I'll leave you there. And until next time, Clavi out. <laughs>